Hello, Paula Byrne here, Advanced Tax Lecturer, and you're very welcome to another bite-sized podcast on some of the more examinable areas of an advanced tax exam. Greetings, and it's Paula Byrne here, Advanced Tax Lecturer, and today I want to talk about a very examinable little rule called the CGT Offset. Now, this happens when I pay CGT and you pay capital acquisition tax and there is a potential reduction of that capital acquisition tax. So let's take it back to basics a little bit. So let's say I'm going to give you a gift of an investment property. And on that investment property, I will have a CGT liability and you'll have a stamp duty liability and you'll also have a potential capital acquisition tax or cash liability. Now, I say potential because you could your thresholds and your small gift exemption could cover you. But I'm talking about the instance where you aren't covered and you do actually have a cash liability. Now, there is a rule that if I have paid CGT, and you have paid CAT, capital acquisition tax, on the same transaction, the same event, the same person, well, then you can use the CGT that I've paid to reduce your capital acquisition tax liability. Now, there is a clawback, and the clawback is that you must hang onto that asset for two years. <clears throat> if you don't, you will have to refund revenue, the CAT you should have paid, but for this CGT offset all right so that's the rule now how do they make that more exciting and more examinable well how they do that is there may be a mix of assets so let's say i gift you i'm feeling very generous and i gift you not only an investment property but also some cash now hopefully you remember that there's no cgt on cash so I have a CGT liability on the investment property, but nothing on the cash. So you receive both of those assets and you will have your stamp duty and your cash liability. Now, incidentally, there is no stamp duty liability on cash either. But look, that's not for today. Just put it out there for you. So you have your cash liability and you'll have a cash potential cash liability on both the cash and the investment property. So all we need to do is to work out what element of the cash relates to the cash and what element of the cash relates to the investment property. And it is only the element that is relating to the investment property that can be offset, that can receive the CGT offset. So how are we going to do that? Well, look, take a common sense approach. So you'll know what the market value is of the investment property. You'll know what the cash is, the amount is, in other words, the market value, <clears throat> if you will, of the cash, and find out, find a proportion. So what proportion is the value of the investment property to the total element of the cash? And that is the amount that can be offset. That is the amount that can receive the CGT offset. And remember, 
it can never result in a refund. So, for example, let's say that the cash on the investment property was 12,000. And let's say that the CGTI paid on the investment property was 14,000. Well, you can't unfortunately accept the 14,000 and get a refund of 2,000. You can just receive up to the maximum of the cat liability that you would have paid. And that is a very important little rule. So with all of these uh, reliefs, it's important to know the conditions and the clawback. Clawback is equally as important because what the examiner could say is, the examiner could say um, that uh, Mary has gifted Tommy a investment property and some cash and Tommy has received an offer on the investment property six months later, advise. So you're going to advise Tommy. Ah, yeah, Tommy, you have a CGT liability there, but don't forget about the L clawback. He will have a clawback on the CGT offset that he would have claimed. So be on high alert for the clawbacks.